This program contains explicit content and subject matter which may be unsuitable for some listeners. Discretion is advised. Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. I'm Carol. And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle's all about. David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are. And you know we love talking about sex and sexuality, sexual pleasure, communication, consent, respect, and relationships. And we hope all these discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because... Great sex matters and you deserve it. So, sometimes, does it feel like women are too complex? Oh my goodness. Sometimes, like all the time. (laughs) Specifically in the bedroom... Are you unsure about navigating the breadth and depth of her sexual desires so that you both can get onto the same page? On our show today, we're going to be discovering more about her yoni and how you can unlock the secrets of her sexual desire. But before we introduce our guests, we'd like to mention our latest passion project. Our passion project. I love talking about it. So thanks to all our amazing loyal listeners out there. Our show, The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David, has been so successful. We're now heard by over a quarter of a million people in 60 countries. We've decided to partner up with the amazing team over at Voice America and World Talk Radio to create our brand new channel called The Sexy Lifestyle Channel. So cool how that works. Dedicated to sex education through open and honest discussions about sex and everything related to spicing up your sex life. In essence, we're creating a safe space where anyone can explore, learn, and ask questions about sex. We're working to bring 40 to 50 other hosts who are sexologists, sex educators, and sexy podcasters, each with their own show covering all different aspects of sex and sexuality, sexual pleasure, and relationships like Dr. Ruth on steroids. Yeah, we're also going to have shows for millennials and travel shows. I mean, everything. It's going to be everything about sex in one place. And the Sexy Lifestyle channel is going to be broadcast on our brand new website, which is being built right now, with the same URL, thesexylifestyle.com. And the idea is to best serve our audience and the community of sex educators. We're expecting to do a soft launch in May with full production and to be on the air by June or July. Each host will have their own webpage on thesexylifestyle.com where they can offer their books, videos, seminars, retreats, or whatever tools they have to help people spice up their sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Thesexylifestyle.com will be the place to find out everything about sex and more. So we're going to keep you posted with the progress of our new Sexy Lifestyle channel along with our new Sexy Lifestyle website as we move it along over the next weeks and months. So, if you or someone you know would be interested in hosting their own show on the Sexy Lifestyle channel, then send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com. 
Now, we're so excited to introduce our guest, Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce, who's been in our show, who has been on our show several times before. Dr. Nancy is a holistic clinical sexologist and a sensual yoga therapist. Her work around the world as an intimacy and relationship expert and sensuality coach keeps her inspired to host erotic and exotic lifestyle retreats year after year. And she's also a really good friend of ours. Dr. Nancy, Nancy, welcome to our show once again. Thank you. It's always a privilege and a pleasure to hang out with you too. And we'd love to, to hear you, um, even though we haven't seen you for a long time. It's great to have you well, back on our show. Well, it hasn't been that long. We saw her on the Naughty Cruise in L.A. Yes, last September. That long ago? Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Nancy, we got to catch up again. It's so great to have yes, you do. here. So as you know, like our discussions on the sexy lifestyle are all about how to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and horny, as we always say. And intimacy is a very big part of that. So let's talk about your intimacy retreats and how they help couples spice up and reconnect. Yeah, I started uh, teaching uh, Valentine's Week at Hedonism Resort in Jamaica about 12 years ago. And what I found is that a lot of couples will go on a vacation to, to rekindle and reconnect, but they're a little lost, especially if they haven't had a regular practice of, of date nights or taking time. So they go for the, from their busy, active lives with families and work to this resort with all sorts of opportunity, and it can be a little overwhelming, but they really don't know how to navigate how to how to use that time to to go deep and into a deeper connection. So I started doing these retreats where I would bring couples in to, to do partner yoga, and then I it just grew from there over the years into where now the 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 depth that we go is pretty incredible. And you call your retreat Valentine's Intimacy and Sex Magic, which I love that. Yeah. And that's exactly what the couples do feel, that magic, that they reconnect together. Yes, and they reconnect to the sexy part of themselves. You know, I mean, you know, being a mom and raising kids, that's not always a real sexy time of your life. And yet we need that connection to the sexy side of ourselves to stay in the game to keep our sex lives hot and hot and horny, as you say. Yeah. So, so that so that we stay we stay alive and vibrant in our personal lives. Now, Nancy, we've uh, been to Hito. We were actually at Hito probably a week before you were. We were there with the Hito Kama Sutra group, and mm-hmm. um, we were actually supposed to go back again this week with Brett's group, uh, Young Swingers. But um, our movie project keeps getting in the way, which is a good thing. But, you know, it seems like um, you're, you, the people that come on your groups aren't necessarily swingers. You know, we, we, go, we, we were at Hito, and it was a big swingers takeover, and Brett's group is a big swingers takeover. Yours is a lot more holistic. Um, do you have couples and people that go to Hito with you who aren't into swinging or swapping and are just there for that erotic, holistic experience? Probably most of the couples that come to my events are not swingers. Once in a while, people will that are there um, who are in the swinging lifestyle, they'll happen upon some of my classes, and they'll use that opportunity to to keep their their primary relationship bond stronger. But for the most part, what I do isn't isn't about swinging; it's about reconnecting to your partner 
and then negotiating. I mean, because, you know, as you know, hedonism is full of opportunity to stretch your boundaries. How do you even begin those conversations? So we do a lot of work around the communication of hedonism. I teach a class called Hedo Life 101, where we talk about opportunity and negotiation and creating a safe space to be able to express your personal desires and then how to handle that. So the majority of your event at Hedo mm. takes place on the prude side or the clothing optional side, not necessarily on the nude side where everybody we know has to go naked. Well, most of my classes are taught either, they're taught in a private space. So whether I block out the gym or now they have the new social room right. that I use, which is a private space. So my classes and the, the, the things that I'm teaching are done in private. Oh, yeah. um, okay. And then the rest, the rest of the time, I'm at the nude side. <laughs> so, yeah, no yes, kidding. Yes, That's are. where we are also. We are. So, so that means that you, um, the people who come to your retreats, you said they're not swingers, but let's just clarify that for the audience that people who are in the lifestyle, it doesn't mean that they're swingers because mostly um, right. swinging is just one little part of being in the lifestyle. So they're still exactly. open-minded people who are comfortable <laughs> going to a place like hedonism, but they don't necessarily want to share their partners. Right. I mean, there's, there's a thousand reasons why hedonism is great for couples. Um, you know, just being around uh, adults only who are, free-spirited and open-minded conversations in themselves are tantalizing and honest. You meet people of all sizes, shapes, colors, abilities, disabilities. <clears throat> so you really get, you get over your judgments, and that helps you get over your judgments about yourself. And then, and then you know, there's opportunity to, if you are curious, um, <clears throat> to, to try new things that maybe you fantasized about but never had an opportunity. Those, those opportunities might arise, and at least you know you have options. And if they've learned from your communication classes on how to talk about them, which is step number one, because <laughs> everybody should be, first and foremost, um, sharing their thoughts and dreams and hopes and desires, and, and hopefully also their sexual fantasies with their partners, and it gives them a chance to get to know each other a little bit deeper. Exactly. Yes, that's perfect. Exactly. One of, one of the, the fun classes that I teach is on taboos and fantasies. And we actually have people create a mutual uh, a fantasy oh, fun. where they, they, they each will say a line and then the other person has to take that line and carry it on to another line. And so they write out this fantasy story that both of their minds, or if it's in a group, the group mind has created and it really is, it's fun to watch people go from a little shy and reserved to just down and dirty and ornery, <laughs> creative, in, in about a five-minute span. <laughs> now, now, let's just um, make clear to everybody that your group sessions are still couples with couples, that you're not having, you're in your group, couples play or do things with other couples. I do not do that, Correct. no. Um because because of, because my my mod, my model is about increasing and helping couples reconnect and deepen their their personal intimacy, I don't I don't put people in that uncomfortable uh, position. 
Right. And uh, we've and we've been and then, we've been with sexologists mm-hmm. who that's what they do and that's what the couples go for, but we know that your holistic approach and, and what you do with the couples is strengthening the couple one on one and has nothing to do with the other people in the room. Right. Exactly. And and, and the reason that I did that was so because there are a lot of opportunities. There are a lot of sexologists that do and Tantra teachers that do things where they're mixing people all the time. And they do a lot with singles and couples mixed. And, and I, I know for, for myself and my, my relationship, when we've gone to things where we had to split up, we felt cheated. Mm-hmm. We felt like because we were there to deepen for us, mm-hmm. we wanted that safe place. So I'm providing what we wanted. Okay. and. And, and it works for people. And then, I, and then, of course, I tease them at the end. I go, now you can go share this with anybody you want. Yeah. You know? <laughs> sure. Nothing stopping <laughs> them from sharing, that's for sure. No. <laughs> sharing is caring. That's yeah. fine. But, but I, I just I want people, because I, my, whole, my whole goal is to create a safe place, a safe, non-judgmental, fear-free place for people to get comfortable to explore their own sexuality absolutely, and their own relationship. Absolutely. So David and I, we love working together and we, we work on our passion projects and all the different things that we have. And I know that you and Mark do as well in some instances. And I, I think he was with you on that Valentine's retreat. How did that go? Well, let's just state first that Mark is her husband. Oh, yes, I should definitely say <laughs> that. <laughs> Not like your of son or something years. else. <laughs> yes, yes. Mark, Dr. Mark, Mark will introduce him. Yes. Dr. Mark, he's, we've been together for 32 years, and we've all actually always worked together in some capacity. We met working together. Um, I'm, I'm a registered nurse. He's a doctor, you know, the typical doctor and <laughs> young, in our 20s, uh, idealistic, we're going to save the world, and uh, we, we fell in love, and we worked together. We, we, we owned an outpatient diabetes center for 13 years that we ran and, and provided care for thousands of people around the North State. We've always worked together. So when we go on these retreats, it's really fun because right now our work is separate at home. And so we get to bring that, our work back together. And this last, this last uh, Valentine's week, we actually co, we, we teamed up and counseled a couple privately for the week um, and took them each day through a series of um, tasks and and relationship communication techniques and but we co we co-counseled them so that was really fun to to get both male and female perspective for a couple to have male and female perspective i was just going to say that that i know i mean carol and i love going to all these workshops and listening to all the amazing experts that are out there i mean so many have been on our show but we've spoken to couples who've been to workshops that are given by an individual, whether it be male or female, and others that are given by couples. And even our friend, um, Dr. Jessica O'Reilly is now doing stuff with her husband, Brandon, and Dragonfly, we know, is doing stuff with her husband, E. And we Mm -hmm. have heard and found over the years that when couples talk to couples, it's so much more powerful because just like you said, you get both male and female um, perspective. Right, right, and that's really important. You need, you need, you you both need somebody you can relate to, and it's and it's also helpful to hear the other the other side. 
Yeah, absolutely. Now, you Mark know, not, is all- not just from your partner. Sorry. Mark is also a, a yoga therapist. Do you do yoga things together? We do. We've, um, we, for years, we did in our hometown, we did a yoga date night uh, once a month. Okay. And it was a two hour uh, partner yoga practice where we did a lot of, uh, and this is part of what we teach during our Valentine's week and our intimacy retreats is to connect through yoga and breath. And it, it uses some of the tantric principles. And then the couple partner yoga, we get a little acrobatic for if people are fit and able to do the flying. That's fun. We'll, we'll get real playful. Yeah. So, so we can um, have monkey so sex, we, like we, hang from the chandeliers. Yeah, kind of like that. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, well, let me tell you, the yoga swings are really fun. <laughs> I'm in. So I guess some of this stuff you're going to be doing at your next... So your next exotic erotic retreat is going to be on June 23rd, again at Hito 2. Um, is that some of the stuff that you're going to have on the agenda and the itinerary for that trip? And what other fun, sexy things are planned? I, I am going to be doing that. And also, this is more for singles. And oh. it's, it's a, a lot of single women come to this. I have women... Um, usually between 30 and 60 single women that come with me. And then, of course, that always attracts more single men. Yes. And then I bring some exotic hosts, both men and women, to uh, to help entertain and, and herd people around. But I'm teaching, uh, this year I'm going to be actually teaching a lot more uh, sexology courses. I'm going to be teaching the same course I taught here to women uh, about the yoni. Um, I'm going to be teaching a men's class on uh, how to unlock your woman's sexual desire, but also I also teach a class on consent and pleasure. Wow. And how, how you can make consent sexy. Now, are, are these single people who have ever been to, to hedonism before, or is this also a reason that they take your classes so they get a chance to be in a safe environment with you uh, and explore hedonism for the first time? Yes and yes. Oh, Some okay. people have been traveling with me for, I've been doing these retreats for about seven years, and some, I have some people that have traveled with me for all seven years. Wow, that's great. And then a lot of new people come too. Now, although there's plenty of uh, single people that go to hedonism, it's always fun to go with a group or with somebody you know if you're going for the first time. So I guess that makes them feel very safe to explore. Definitely, because a lot of these women are traveling alone. And and it always surprises me. Some of them, this is their first time on an airplane out of the country. Wow. wow. You know, and they're, trust, they're trusting me to come to Jamaica to spend a week. So... I take that very seriously. Absolutely. Making sure that uh, my ladies are cared for and looked out for and a lot of respect and adoration and they're treated like goddesses for a week. Wonderful. Yes, we know the TLC that you uh, give everybody in your classes and your groups. Now, um, are some of these single people actually in relationships and they're just coming to learn how to be a better partner? Uh, a few are uh, in relationships, and they're they're going on a wild girls' week. But some of them, I have one gal that's celebrating a divorce. Some people have been there; they've been single moms for a long time, and this is their treat to themselves. Beautiful. And so it, it's a it's a mixed mixed it's a variety, and then we have some couples that come on it too because 
you know, a lot of couples really enjoy single women. So <laughs> yeah. this is like uh, heaven, heaven for the, the unicorn hunters. That's amazing. The unicorn hunters. Should we go? Yeah, sure. Let's All go. Right, we're going to go. June <laughs> I think 23rd. we're somewhere else. June 23rd, 2018 at Hedo. And uh, Nancy will tell you about... Actually, just mention your website right now before we break for a commercial. It's exoticlifestyleclub.com. Mm-hmm. Exoticlifestyleclub.com. Perfect. All mm-hmm. right. So let's remind everybody, this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Cal and David, and today we're chatting with the amazing Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce from Exotic Lifestyle Retreats. And when we come back, we'll be getting into one of her favorite topics, which is the yoni. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. You are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. And now we're going to get into talking with Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce all about her yoni. No, not her yoni, <laughs> but the yoni. <laughs> yes, about the yoni. That would be very nice. The yoni. Nancy, a couple of weeks ago when you were on Facebook Live, I heard you talking about the yoni and uh, one of your discussions that you have, because I know it's a very important topic for you. And I know the first thing you said while you were waiting for your group to to get together and, and for your, your listeners to... What is the yoni? Yeah. So you asked the question, <laughs> what is the yoni? And I loved watching all the fun guessing of what it might be. So it was funny this morning, I asked David what the yoni was. <laughs> okay, I'm not going <laughs> to tell you on air what he said, but okay, let's settle this once and for all. What is the yoni? <laughs> well, the yoni is a Sanskrit word that means the life Source. So, and it's the female genitalia. It's the whole vulva area. I'm, I'm, uh, as with my nursing background <clears throat> and as a sexologist, I'm very persnickety about using correct terms, especially when teaching children about their bodies. And a lot of people refer to women's genitals, they call it the vagina. And I, I'm doing a lot of work to correct that. The vagina is on the inside. You can't see that from the outside. So, but the vulva incorporates the labia, the clitoris, the the perineum. I mean, the whole the whole tip and caboodle that you that you see when you look at a woman's genitals. And the yoni is that. 
So the yoni and is so a representative of the outside, not the vagina, which is on the inside. Okay. Right. I mean, it's the whole area and because the yoni is the life, the, the source of life. So it can incorporate the vagina, the uterus, the oh. ovary. I mean, it's like the whole female. And it's actually the, the sacral chakra is the, the yoni symbol, which is a downward triangle. And, and do men and have their version of the yoni? They have, the, theirs is called the lingam. The penis is referred to as the lingam. I prefer Which the, is the, the translated wand of light. The wand of life. That's nice. So much easier saying yoni. Yeah. Well, lingam is not hard. <laughs> I don't know. Yoni. It's like yours. Yoni. Lingam. Yoni. Anyways, I'm not going to change it. So it's just the, my opinion. No kidding. The lingam for the men includes the balls and the cock and everything? It, no, it's mostly just the penis. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. So now we all know what the yoni is. We can continue our yes. discussion. So my, my <laughs> yes. lingam can fuck your yoni? Yes. Oh, we'll do that later. Okay. Let's do that With later. Yes. Okay. So let's get back into our discussion now. So Dr. Nancy, now that we know what the yoni is, tell us a little bit about what yoni massage might be. Yoni massage is, is where um, a woman is placed in a very comfortable position, uh, supported on her back with her legs open, uh, like, a, like a little butterfly, feet together, knees apart, hips supported, so that she really feels safe. She'll feel vulnerable, but she's safe and comfortable. And then using a lot of warm coconut oil, you, you begin to massage, and you massage your whole body, but then you come back to the yoni. And you, there's lots of ways to massage the whole area and bring blood flow to the area by moving from the legs up and the belly down and then incorporating the whole area into your massage. The outer labia, even where the, the inner thigh meets the labia. There's, because that's, that's the legs of the clitoris run along that whole rim of the of the labia and underneath and so, so you can do uh, you can really get a full clitoral massage by doing a full yoni massage because the clitoris as we know the the little tip that we see on the outside is really just the tip of the iceberg so when the part when the partner is rubbing and getting all the blood flowing and it's really engorging the whole clitoris where mm-hmm. all the blood is flowing there and it starts to get engorged. And you can visually see the clitoris a lot more, the head of the clitoris, which is the only part you can see visibly from the outside. And so what we like mm-hmm. to say is remind the guys out there or the ladies who are doing the massaging that if you push the clitoris or the head of clitoris, it's not like an elevator. It's not, well, like an elevator, if you keep pushing it, it doesn't come not faster. <laughs> it's not a doorbell. It's not an elevator button. And it doesn't come faster if you keep pushing it. So, yeah, no, let's remind everyone no. out there. So that In sounds fact, wonderful, I, that yoni when massage. I, when, I teach, when I teach this type of massage, I teach to not touch the, the head of the clitoris. Oh, so there you to go. To not, not, not give that any attention, make that part ache. Because that the what you how you would touch that would be like taking your fingertip and touching the end of your nose uh, barely, right. and if you're touching light, touch lighter, and that's how you would start touching that. I'm going to try that. Very I, sensitive tip. 
Right, but after it's fully engorged. 8,000 nerve endings in that. And, you know, the penis has 4,000. So I tell men, think about the tip of your penis when you're aroused, how sensitive it gets, and double that. Wow. So that that's a very good visual for them to understand how sensitive it has to be and how nice that touch can feel. I'm visualizing right, right. now. <laughs> David's there. <laughs> I'm already getting hard. Now, there is something that I've heard about, which is a yoni egg. I wonder if you can tell us a little bit about what that is. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of buzz right now about the yoni egg. And being, being the scientific mind that I am, I just I to do a little research. And I tried to find... Uh, clinical research about lifting with your vagina because that's really what it is. And everything I have found, the only the only positives I have found about it are written by people that have an invested interest in selling the eggs. So let's first describe what you do with an egg. The egg is just inserted inside the vagina and held there. For how long? I, I read one that said no longer than 15 to 20 minutes. But then there was a woman that slept with hers in. And there, I mean, you know, you're, you're holding, this is not, this is not a healthy thing to hold a weight inside the vagina. We're finding it with pelvic floor issues, women that can have a too tight of a pelvic floor from over kegeling and over stimulating that they go into contraction and can't release it. So it's better to just, enjoy better sex and learn how to massage the lingam with your yoni mm-hmm. with the muscles instead of trying to lift weights with it. And what are these yoni eggs made out of? Jade, crystal, all kinds of uh, different elements that are supposed to have magical powers. But I've, I have several friends who are OBGYN doctors and researchers and they strongly advise against using the eggs because they've seen them trapped up next to the cervix, infections related to them, harm done to the vagina. Obviously, as a doctor, you're going to see the worst case scenarios. Mm-hmm. It's just no, there, there really isn't any scientific evidence that shows us that weightlifting with your vagina <laughs> is ever a good idea. So I'm just going to, while we're on that, I'll just go a little off the subject for a second. What about the Kegel balls and all those toys that are vibrating Kegel balls that work with remotes and they're supposed to also tighten everything up inside? Are they good or are they just as what you're saying, not good for um, the vaginal floor and um, what's supposed to happen in your pussy? Right. You know, I think anything you put inside the vagina is needs to be thought through carefully. Um, you know, people put all kinds of strange things in all kinds of holes in their bodies. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, you know, sometimes it works out okay and oftentimes it doesn't. And that's a, that's a sensitive area and it's a sacred area. And so I'm, I'm one for, I mean, it was designed for a penis or a baby to, to exit. So putting all these other things up inside us. And I, I often wonder who's designing these. Because women wouldn't know that their vaginas need to be tightened unless somebody told them once that it was loose. Oh, right. A loose vagina is really, there's no such thing. Right. But there are men with very small penises who, if they put their penis inside an excited vagina, might not feel it. 
but that's not her problem. Right. Still do a lot of things and blame the woman and call her broken and tell her she needs to fix it. And I, I have a big concern about these eggs and treatments and things that are telling women, if you just do these things, you'll be acceptable. Mm-hmm. Not right. And let's, let's also take a moment to tell everybody, we've spoken about it a couple of times, that even though you might see it in porn and you might have heard about it, Fruits and vegetables do not belong in a pussy, <laughs> period. Not no, even, not even for a, a second. No, don't, don't put food in there. No. It's, you know, again, it's, it's, not just, it's not a garbage can. No, pussies are made to be eaten, not to put food inside yeah. to eat. <laughs> right? funny. Right. Oh, we just have to remember that porn is entertainment, not education. So please, people, don't use porn as education. Don't don't try to mimic what they're doing. And when we have our fun discussions right here on the show, remember, this is education. So have fun with it and learn from Dr. Nancy. She knows exactly. best. Yeah. Listen to the experts. <laughs> That's what we, we've learned the most is that. Listen to the experts. And for sure, you're going to learn something good. But when you talk about your yoni and you, uh, it feels like mm-hmm. you, you have the yoni as like a separate entity. Is, is this your intention? I think a lot of women feel disconnected from their yoni. And uh, when I do these classes for women, I'm always uh, a little astounded at how many women have never even visualized their yoni. They, they don't have a positive relationship with it. So many women have been sexually assaulted and they have a negative self-image or they've compared their boyfriends or husbands have compared them to girls in porn or magazines who are all uh, airbrushed and, and photoshopped yes. or have had surgeries. So I do a lot of work to help women embrace their bodies as they are and to, and to see them as beautiful and to see that, they're, that the variety is natural. You know that all yonis are not supposed to look alike and we're not all supposed to look like we're three years old. Right, absolutely not. And, and, but women don't know these things because very few women get a chance to see other women's full blossomed yoni. So I do, uh, I have a great uh, PowerPoint, lots of photos, real photos of real women. So women get to see with their own eyes the natural variety of women's vulvas. That's good, actually. You're right. Before I went to Hedonism and Desire, I don't think I've ever had a close-up look out of yoni before. Well, you we know. started taking pictures and yeah. all that stuff. That was before I was in the lifestyle. Then we started going to nudist resorts where I actually saw my own in a different view when David was taking pictures of me while I was naked. And I kind of had a different point of view because there's not all angles that you can actually get at. And I was actually right. quite curious that I had not seen myself in those different angles. And it, it is enlightening for sure. And you feel more attached to yourself when you, you know exactly what you look like from all the different angles that a guy can see you that you cannot see yourself. And it was also just recently after you had shaved all your pubes off. So it was a <laughs> completely different view. It was a different view. Absolutely. Yeah. A different feeling, a different view. Yes, exactly. So that's well, and that's, that's one of the reasons I teach parents when you're for, when you're bathing your babies and you're talking to your toddlers about their body and you're pointing out their ears, their eyes, their nose, their elbows, their feet. Don't leave out their their yoni, the, the vulva, their penis, their testicle. Don't leave those parts out. Right. But Make so sure. So often, the, the middle part of the body is is left out of those identifying points. Because it's part of them. Think, thinking that that's not that that's not important, or there's something wrong with it. 
When you say, to thy yoni be true, are you talking about female mm-hmm. mas- masturbation? That's part of it, is owning your pleasure. Absolutely. Knowing, knowing your pleasure, taking charge of your pleasure, and learning, uh, you know, women uh, historically have not been encouraged to masturbate. So they don't, you know, how, I say, ask them, how are you supposed to teach a man how to please you if you don't know how to please yourself? Because men don't have a yoni. They don't know how to please one. You know, it's not, it's not natural. You know, they don't know what to do with it any more than we do. You have to experiment. So giving women permission and encourage them to explore and experiment is part of the to that yoni be true. And then also owning their yeses and owning their noes. So where they want to go with no, it and how far. Yeah, nobody, that, that's nobody else's. You know, if you're, a lot of people think if they're married, they own their husband or wife's genitals. I mean, people really take ownership. That's my penis. That's my pussy. That's my... And I say, no, it isn't. And it never will be. The person that owns it, owns it. Right, exactly. You don't. Nobody else owns it. So, and that, that brings your power back to, the, to where it belongs. Now, when it comes to masturbation, I, I know that in the past I've really had like major orgasms to myself while I'm masturbating, either with a toy or with my finger, just with stimulation, because I can control it. So therefore, if I feel like having a mass, massive orgasm that minute, then I continue and do it as far or as, as much as I want. But just lately, I've noticed that during sex, that when my brain is in the right place, I could actually... Uh, also manipulate my orgasms to be just regular everyday orgasms or what I call tsunami orgasms, which are these giant wave, like continuous wave orgasms. And it's kind of funny that just recently in the last few months, I've found I've had bigger and better orgasms during sex, similar to how I did it myself when I was masturbating. And so it's exactly true that when you know what makes it work and you can communicate that to your partner, and now I'm having those orgasms also when I'm having sex with David. You're welcome. <laughs> he listens well. <laughs> and, and practice, you know, because if you've, had, if you've had an experience, then you can conjure that back up. Mm-hmm. But if you've never had an orgasm, how, how are you supposed to know when you're getting closer what's happening? So women freeze up because they're not sure. They don't want to be embarrassed. You do feel like you're losing control a little bit, and that's very vulnerable. And if you're not in a safe marriage or a safe relationship, you know, chances are you're not going to surrender that. And that's why women masturbate. Women who masturbate can, can have an orgasm in, in a minute. They don't need 20 minutes. The average time is two to three minutes for women to orgasm by themselves. It's over 20 minutes with a partner. So what's the difference? What's going on there? And we've learned over the years. I mean, every time we go, we've been swingers for 10 years now. And every time we go out and have a swinger experience, you know, we want it to be a good one. But it's impossible for it to be a good swinger experience if you can't tell the other person that you're playing with what you like. Right. You can, right. you can go there 
And the way I lick Carol's pussy is probably completely different than the way another guy licks his wife's pussy. But if he comes and does what his wife likes on Carol and Carol doesn't like it, he could be down there for a half an hour and it feels good until it doesn't feel good and then everything turns down. So Carol and I both, the way I like my cock sucked and the way she likes her pussy eaten, we are vocal, We not vocal, but we verbalize with our voices, with our words, what we like, what we don't like. And if it's not right, just tell the person. But like you're saying, if you haven't masturbated and you haven't figured out what you like yourself, how can you tell another person? So, you know, in the swinging lifestyle, communication is so important. Right. And in the single lifestyle, you know, you think about any time that you're, you're, you're mixing up partners or you're getting new partners, you, you're starting over. And to, and just to expect somebody who's going to be able to read your mind or know your body without having taken a lot of years to, pra- I mean, to practice with it is unfair. So I, you know, one of the classes I teach is how to ask for what you want and using your voice, using your words, using your breath, using your movements, and how to do it in a way that's received positively. Because as we know, when you're in an intimate situation, your ego can be a little fragile. Yeah, absolutely. And so if somebody starts bossing you around or saying, I don't like that, no, don't do that, ooh, that can be a real deal breaker. And that's why we like the recap after the sexual experience where uh, we've had it, we've, we're finished now when we're just basking in the afterglow and we talk about what we liked and what we didn't like perhaps and maybe what we want to do better next time. That's a perfect time to say, hey, you know, next time maybe we do a little bit more of this or a little bit less of that. And that's also a good way and it's not so fragile to the ego after you're done. Right. It's all about communication, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. It's just in life in general. The best communicators Mm -hmm. probably are the people who have the best sex. All right. Let's remind everybody, Mm -hmm. this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and today we're talking with the beautiful Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce, sensuality coach and intimacy expert. When we come back, we're going to be talking all about sexual desire. This portion of The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David is sponsored by Naughty in Orleans, July 25 to 30, 2018. Naughty in Orleans is the largest lifestyle convention for couples in the world. With over a thousand couples, this event is not only a full takeover of the French Quarter's biggest hotels, it's a takeover of Bourbon Street, too. Wow, 2,000 people on Bourbon Street. How amazing is that? So join us for a five-day, four-night hotel takeover alternative lifestyle convention. It is a gathering of open-minded, sexy couples who are all interested in exploring their sexuality while visiting one of the sexiest cities in America, New Orleans. Check out our website for all the details, thesexylifestyle.com, travel and events page. And if you want to get a chance to win a free entrance pass to Naughty New Orleans, value of $625, send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com. This is the last week for our contest, and we'll be announcing the winner next week. Yeah, I hope I win. I don't have to win. We're already going. We're the king and queen. We get to lead the parade this year. Are listening to the sexy lifestyle with carol and david got a burning question or comment about today's show send an email to ask at carolandavid.com and we just might be answering your question next now back to this week's show all right this is the sexy lifestyle we are carol and david and today we're talking with dr nancy sutton pierce intimacy expert and now it's time for a couple of sexy 
myth-busting in our sexy myth-busting game, which is all about sexual desire. So each show, we invite our sexpert guests to bust a few sexy fun myths to help us filter through some of that misinformation that we find out there on the internet, especially when it comes to the topic of sex. We love talking about sex. So I'm going to do the first one because, just because. Just because. Nancy, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. All right. Libido and sexual desire are the same thing. No. (laughs) They are not. Libido would be your sex drive, would be your hormone drive. Sexual desire is the desire to be with another person, sex chemistry. Mm-hmm. I like chemistry. that. Chemistry, I like that yeah. definition. Yeah, very nice. I like that a lot. Okay, you know what? There's this new drug on the market called flibanserin. I hope I said that right. Mm-hmm. And the brand name yep. is Adi, something like that. And here's the myth. That new drug works just like Viagra to increase female sexual desire. Absolutely not. It's an antidepressant that they found. Um, You know, a lot of medicines, they end up being used for something that wasn't their original intention. It was an accidental uh, side effect. And they found with this particular antidepressant that women felt more compelled to be sexual or they felt less in inhibition probably because they felt better about themselves and life in general because it's there there's nothing there's, there's there's nothing that you can do to the female body to make her have more and better sex other than stimulate it and make her comfortable and make her feel safe so then like, like you know sorry you can't make a man have better sex <clears throat> just because he has an erection he has to still do the sex part right absolutely and, and the, the intimacy the, part no, yeah the only purpose of a hard penis is so that it can insert into the vagina a man can have an orgasm without ever having a hard penis erections only their only purpose is for entry and penetration. And Viagra so actually the, works the, on the blood flow, I think. Right. It's, it's, a, it's a vaso vasodilator, so it allows for more blood to flow into the penis and then hang out there. To make it hard. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess then the female um, Viagra, if you want to call that the pink Viagra, works on the brain, and the uh, blue Viagra works on the blood system. Correct. Okay, there you go. All right, I'm going to do the next one then. Here's another myth. Red wine can boost sexual desire. Oh, I, lo- I love this one. And I, I say, you know, <clears throat> a little red wine or a couple shots of tequila. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm re- Randy, very ready to go. <laughs> uh, you know, I think there, we always want to find benefit to things that, are, <clears throat> that we enjoy. And red wine does have a lot of health benefits. Four ounces of red wine a day is actually heart protective. All right. And antioxidants help with, with inflammation. You know, I mean, it does make your body a little healthier. It maybe helps a little blood flow. Some people get a little pink cheeks, so you know that blood's flowing better. Well, and it, it relaxes you. So that's probably a good recipe for feeling a little bit horny. Well, we know when the blood's flowing, everything's feeling really nice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> can I do the next one? Because it's my favorite food Yes, in the world. you can get the next one. All right. <laughs> Chocolate can help you get in the mood, and I'm not talking about putting it all over the body. 
But Talking about eating it? Mood, eating it. Okay. But I guess putting it on the body, and like you putting chocolate on my cock, would get me in the mood too. Well, let's see. <laughs> yes. Nancy, that's go a, ahead. That's a win-win. <laughs> <laughs> well, chocolate um, has the same brain stimulation that love does. So the the endorphins that that are that rise when you're in love, it's the same thing that, that happens when we eat chocolate. So it does make us feel more bonded and connected and interested and and excited to be with someone. And it, that's why people have um, chocolate at Valentine's Day? Right. There you go. Do you yeah. bring them to hedonism with you and hand out chocolates in the sweltering heat? <laughs> I do. Oh, nice. <laughs> I love chocolate. That's probably, we, we just pour it all over. I was going to say, that's probably how it gets all over the body. At Hedo, they, <laughs> they have the best ice cream machine that puts out the best oh, chocolate okay. ice cream. Oh, okay. It's my favorite. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Anthony. Anthony is the best chef in the world. He puts it out just for me. I'm sure for everybody, honey. All right. I'm sure. I got to feel sure. a little important. Do you want to do the next one or should no, I? you do. Okay, here's one, Nancy. The la- lack of sexual desire is often due to lack of sexual intimacy. I, I think that, that, does, that there is some truth to that. Sexual desire and sexual and intimacy are different. But if you're not feeling, you know, for, for women, I'll speak for, for women, if you're not feeling safe, it, that's really the, the ultimate thing that women need to feel to feel sexual. And, and intimacy does enhance the feeling of safety and security. Yeah. So I would say that they could go together, that if you feel safe and secure and you feel that connection, that intimacy, that that's much more likely to bring you to a place of sexual desire. I think that's Beautiful. great. I love the fact that you ended this one on sexual desire because myth number six is oh, going to be, I've, I've kept it for me. Okay. And I want to hear a professional answer this question. All right, and here this we go. myth is men and women have similar sexual desire. Yes, they do. <laughs> um, women's uh, tends to be more uh, event driven. Mind, mind, body connection, safety. But women, when once you unleash a woman's sexuality and she awakens to it, uh, I, I think she would, you know, pretty much stand toe to toe with any male sexuality. Car- so, Carol, oh. Carol awakens to my sexuality every morning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jesus. That's a beautiful thing. It, it is, is absolutely. You know, we, we had Taylor Sparks on our show a couple of months ago, and she was talking about all her organic products. And I said, you know, every morning I wake up with sustainable wood, <laughs> <laughs> and it's organic. Exactly. It and sometimes it's orgasmic too. <laughs> and it's a renewable resource. <laughs> oh my God! Now we're on a roll. Here we go. And, and, and what? And what happens to those couples where the male and female aren't in sync with their sexual desire? I do. A, I do a lot of work with couples who have um, mismatched sexual desire. That's probably one of the most common things that couples come to me for, and they they have to do a lot of renegotiating and a little deeper understanding of each other's position on their sexual desire and their, their sexual appetite, and then negotiate terms that <laughs> they can both live with. And, and again, one of the first questions I ask, I ask couples is, so how did your conversation go when you decided on consensual monogamy? And they look at me with kind of shock mm-hmm. because 
they never have the conversation right. about consensual monogamy <laughs> right. because that's that's the default button, right? And yet they they expect monogamy, but one person doesn't want to be sexual with the with the other person. They don't want to try to meet their partner's needs. They they don't feel compelled to do that. And so then we have to talk about fairness and mm-hmm. and what what is a relationship really? And it's not it's not about controlling your partner's genitals. No. It's not. And, you know, Carol and I talk about it all the time. And as swingers, you know, people would think, oh, we want to have sex all the time and we both want to go, go, go and fuck all these other people. But it's not true. You know, sometimes Carol's sexual desire is a lot less than mine. I want to have sex every day and she doesn't want to have sex every day. And for sure, when, you know, we're in that frame of mind, we don't necessarily want to have sex with other people. So just the other day we sat down and we spoke about you know, me not being disappointed because I want to have sex all the time and her, um, I guess, not feeling 100% like she's putting out all the time. And we actually came up with this this well, new we idea. We negotiated. We did, we did negotiate. Yes. We had a great conversation. Yeah. Go ahead, Carol. Oh, so we negotiated that it's understood that we would have sex minimum three times a week, which we just picked days for now. We're just going to say, for sure, Monday's a sex day, Wednesday's a sex day, Friday's a sex day. Then Saturday's the bonus day because it could be a swinging party where we don't have to have sex together necessarily, or it could just be a bonus with me and David if we're not at a swingers party. So we said minimum three times a week is what we're shooting for. Time flies. Sometimes we're so busy with all the work we have, we forget that it's Friday again, and my God, we haven't even had sex yet this week. So this is just the non-negotiable. We're saying we need it three times. It's good for us. We need it to bond, and we need it physically in our bodies. And for me, as as the male and the person who really wanted to have sex so much it helps manage my perceptions and my need to have it all the time and now I look forward to it I said okay today's Monday we're gonna have sex and then on Tuesday it's like okay I'm gonna relax and and I look forward to Wednesday and it's been a real nice happy medium for both of us and I don't get disappointed anymore saying oh do I have to ask for sex today Um, so it it was definitely great conversation we spoke for what two three hours and just having coffee and it's made our relationship a thousand times better and you know we've been swingers for 10 years and we still work at it you know because relationships definitely need work all the time all the time, and we're we're always changing and evolving, and so I think couples that are able to sit down and have those lengthy, honest, raw conversations with each other are are they're they're in it for the long run because you'll grow together and you'll you know, you you want the best for each other and uh, well, you want the best for yourself. So the only the only way to make that happen is to speak honestly. And then be willing to come up with a plan that you both can get excited about. Yeah, absolutely. And my point was that at 55 years old, we still have like, well, I'm hoping 30 years more of sex in us, which, you know, it's an average age that women die at 85. So I just said, you know, I got like 30 more years to go. So if if time is taking over and I'm not enjoying it, then we better like fight the time and plan it. I know it's not so sexy to put it in your schedule and know that, you know, Mondays we're going to have sex. But life is busy. But it's okay. We're still going to be spontaneous in the day. It might be in the morning. It might be at noon. It might be an afternoon. It might be in the car. Yeah. It doesn't have to be uh, scheduled. Uh, 1030 every night, but we still know that it's a given that on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we will be having sex. That's a good Who thing. says that isn't sexy? <laughs> I mean, I think it's very, it's very sexy to look on your calendar and see that this is a sex day. Ah, yeah, I know. <laughs> you know? And, and, and then to trade off planning the scenarios. 
Mm-hmm. You exactly. know, to the get to, 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 so you each, you know, take a, a, you know, every other day to plan the 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 scene, and I think that keeps that keeps your mind engaged, and it keeps you both feeling sexy. Yeah, sure. yeah, we're Absolutely. there. Absolutely, that's good. All right, Nancy, that was absolutely amazing. We love chatting with you. You are such an intelligent person. So just hang on. We're going to remind everybody once again, this is the Sexy Lifestyle. And coming up next is our favorite section because it's all about great sex because great sex matters. So stay tuned. We will be right back. This segment is sponsored by Luxury Lifestyle Vacations and their Alaska Splendor Sexy Cruise, June 17 to 24. If you're looking for an upscale lifestyle event, join us on the sexy cruise aboard the Crystal Symphony Luxury Cruise Ship, departing from Vancouver, B.C., cruising up through the Inside Passage deep into Alaska with the super sexy team of Luxury Lifestyle Vacations. Have you been dreaming about visiting the wide expanses of wilderness filled with glaciers and grizzlies? Alaska's remote, wondrous landscape is a dream vacation for so many. So why not spend it with other like-minded, sexy, fun friends? Check out our website for all the details, thesexylifestyle.com, travel and events page, or contact us for more information at ask at carolyndavid.com. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. You are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David and today we're having an amazing conversation with the beautiful Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce from Exotic Lifestyle Club. She's a sex and intimacy expert and now it's time for our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because... Great sex matters and we all deserve it. Okay, man, it's time to pay attention. Okay, We're, I'm paying attention. Good. We're about to share the most valuable secrets that we have, the ones that all men want to discover. The yoni? The, the secrets of unlocking women's sexual desire. Yay. As complex as we are as women, there are some secrets that we're happy to share. In the name of great sex, all right, let's, let's get, get started. started. Go ahead, babe. <laughs> All right. So, okay, Nancy, do we really have secrets about our sexual desire? I think we do. I think the I think we have secrets we don't even often know about until we until we're forced to verbalize them. We're forced to share either with to ourselves or our partners. Sorry. Many many women aren't aren't taking the time to discover their own inner secrets. 
but I think there's many. I don't know if it's really true that, you know, as we age, we get wiser, but I certainly have been learning so much about myself in the last few years, sexually, about my body, about my sexual desire, about intimacy, all sorts of things. And there's no way I understand my own sexual desire. So I'm really curious to find out how I could share my secrets when I don't know them. <laughs> well, that's that's why doing doing the work is is critical for me. My yoga mat has been one of my best life laboratories, and to get on the mat and just see, be in my body and experience being in the body, experience the breath, experience pleasure, experience discomfort, experience it all, and you f- start to find out that the the times. The times that you're feeling the most receptive to pleasure, where, how, where and how your mind interferes, uh, where and how your communication and, and the health of your relationship and how that affects you, and also about our bodies and how our bodies change within the sexual experience when you start to when you end. A lot of, I had to actually have this conversation with my husband once, I said, you know, my whole body is an erogenous zone and you're paying attention to my yoni and my nipples. Yeah. And you're missing, you're missing so much of, and I'm missing on my full experience. So I need you to help me by paying attention to my entire body. Well, that's a very good secret that you're sharing. And I, and I think many men just get focused because they, they prefer until they know better. They prefer all the all the focus to be on their penis, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, my it, I have a hard dick. Touch it, play yeah. with it. You know, it's like everything goes there. But then, when you, once you get men to connect to their sensual side, and you play with the senses with them, then they realize their whole body is an erogenous zone, and men can have multiple orgasms once they learn that to, to use the whole body, not just that one that one big area <laughs> yeah the tool use the word small <laughs> that's one of the secrets one of the that secrets yes absolutely and another one of the secrets is fuck our minds first mm-hmm. and then the body will follow mm-hmm. tell, tell a story bring a fantasy out say words to us that you know we want to hear talk to us vo- verbalize your excitement you know, pe- people that stay quiet the whole time they're being sexual, there's no feedback. And most of us get caught up in our partner's feedback, and that adds to our excitement, and it just snowballs. And vice versa. As we get excited, right. they get more excited. Right. Absolutely. I mean, that's so there's why, a couple that's, of the little secrets. That's why I love massaging your whole body. Mm-hmm. You know, before we even have sex, we get naked, we put out our throws of passion blanket, and we take out the baby oil, and I massage you, and I just say, just lie there, and I love hearing your sounds about, you know, feeling my hands all over your body, and we're not talking, we're not touching genitals here or anything, it's just mm-hmm. your shoulders, your ass, it's your relaxing legs, everything. and just, you know, like Nancy was saying earlier, bringing all the blood down into that yoni area, and... 15, 20 minutes later after the massage, that's when you turn over and you could, I could, you could see how 
the the blood has flowing to your yoni area <laughs> and you're ready to go but it doesn't mean that it's time to go in now now there's the front of your body and you know how i love long sex mm -hmm. i think there's a lot of women in me mm -hmm. but that touch that feel i mean that's when we are as a couple most connected right and try um my coconut oil instead of baby oil okay we'll try it um Baby oil is a petroleum product, and you don't want that anywhere near the inside of us. Yeah, no, we don't do that. Just for the that's just whereas, for the skin. Whereas coconut oil is safe everywhere, and it's great for your skin, okay. and it's uh, antimicrobial, so it's uh, it's really a great option. Okay, right after the show, I'm going to Costco. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yes, get a big vat. <laughs> big vat. I buy it by the vat. I know one of the things that really gets my juices flowing is me. I mean, we we know as women that we're not spontaneous when it comes to sexual desire. We have to kind of build up to it. And so for me, some of those cues that we do on a regular basis sort of tells me it's time to be sexy, which is like lighting the candles and turning down the lights, putting out our throes of passion blanket. Those are all cues that we're about to have sex eventually in the next little while. Underwear? Yeah, all of those things are cues. And that does get my body already flowing some juices or, you know, already taking the day-to-day the -day crap out of my mind. So I know that for me, that's one of the things that really works well. It's so much work getting the day-to-day -day crap out of your mind. I know, I know. That's one of our biggest challenges. Well, and that's why, that's why the massage works so well, because when you, when you lay hands on the body, it brings your attention to the body and out of the mind. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's such a critical part of being sexual is to come back into the body. You know, we have out-of-body experiences all day long because we're in our heads. In the future, we're in the past. We're not present in the body. We don't even know what the body's doing. We don't pay attention to hunger or peeing or any of those things. You know, get busy. So by, by bringing your hands, which have a, a, an energy to them, to her body and just giving her time to reconnect to where she is in space and how her body's feeling, then then she's receptive to all the rest of the physical pleasures. So now the mind is focused on the body. And if you have a hard time doing that, there's lots of ways that you can learn how to be more present um, and mindful. I mean, we talked about sexual mindfulness with uh, Jen Gonzalez, and that there's lots of ways to do that. So anybody who needs help doing that, there are definitely courses or books or whatever. Do you have courses like right. that, Nancy? I do. I mean, I've been a yoga therapist for years, so I bring I bring the yoga component to my sensual sensuality work, which is all about mind body connection, and and helping us come back into bring the mind into a, an erotic state, and then bring the body into a pleasure receptive mode, and that's a really powerful combination. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I know through personal experience that uh, aging and menopause affects our sexual desire. Do you want to explain that medically to well, our audience? As, hormone, as hormones change, you know, after about 35, our hormones start to decline. Once we get into the 50s or 60s, oftentimes the main hormone for both men and women that declines is testosterone. And that is the sex drive hormone. It's also the mental sharpness hormone. It's the, it's the initiative hormone. It's the muscle building hormone. So there's a lot of 
things that can be affected by a lack of testosterone. And there are some, there are a lot of ways to boost your testosterone. Uh, physical exercise helps boost. There's uh, supplements. There's bioidentical hormones. There's a lot of different ways to go about boosting that hormone for both men and women. A lot of people think women don't need testosterone. We don't need a lot, but what when we're lacking in it, our memory is effective. We don't sleep well. We gain body fat. We we're, we don't want sex. You know, it's it's not a good combination. So I highly recommend if people would like to have a, a vibrant, active sex life well into the latter part of life, um, that they be thinking about their hormones and getting them checked and supplementing if need, need be. Because hormones are such powerful chemicals, we don't really understand that in our bodies. Just a small amount can make a huge difference. And we should refer they- everybody. We should refer everybody back to the show we did with Dr. Lindsay Berkson on um, where she spoke about her book, The Sexy Brain, which our hormones are directly related to the foods we eat as well. Yeah, both. Mm-hmm. Healthy oh, yeah. foods. Definitely. But a lot of men are more estrogenized now. Uh, they, there's actually studies that have been done that show men have a higher level of estrogen and a lower level of testosterone globally than they did 20 years ago. And that's due to? Pardon? And that's due to what? They're they're researching, but it's suspect um, foods, uh, the chemicals and the hormones that are given to animals before we're, you know, to make them grow faster than we eat them, we're getting the hormones. Also, the phytoestrogens and plant estrogens in plastic bottles. Oh, boy. How much of our fluids we're drinking out of plastic bottles. All of those things create a false level of estrogen. And when you give men estrogen, it shuts off their testosterone production. Oh boy, that's not good. No. No. So then just everybody should be aware that you can have levels checked, you can supplement testosterone, and it seems that it's a very important hormone for men and women as we age to stay on track and to keep uh, a sharp lookout on that. Yes. Absolutely. Highly recommend it. So, Nancy, I think it's time now for some real advice. What would you say would be the top two things that a couple could do tonight that would help her sexual desire so that they both can have great sex together? One of the things that um, I learned from women all over the world that's universal is that there's nothing sexier for a woman than to have her, the man, if, if, he's, if she's, primarily in charge of the home and the kids for him to come home and take charge of the house and the kids for an evening mm. and give her a night off, go take a bath, read a book, go shopping, whatever, whatever you want to do. You're, it's your time. And he runs the show. He fixes the dinner. He does it all and allows her time just to relax. That, that, that just, that thrills most women. Wow, that's true. Um, they they look at him very differently. They feel they don't feel exhausted by the time they hit the bed, and they're going to be a lot more receptive to romance and having maybe a you know some hot sex. Yeah, absolutely. So that would be the first thing I would tell guys. And then the next one is to get into a fun fantasy uh, creation. And just you can even just take five minutes and do my little fantasy dance. 
where one person starts and they write it down so that they have this fantasy that they've created together and then they read it back and can kind of play then, go into the role play because their brains are going to be turned on. Uh, it's much easier to get the body turned on. Like, like you said, fuck the brain first and then fuck the body, right? Yes. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Those are both really, really good pieces of advice. I think that's wonderful. Um, the husband coming home and taking ch- taking charge of everything so she can relax and get herself in the mood. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. And then talk about those fantasies and you're going to have a, a boom, boom. Yeah. I like boom boom. Gonna, gonna, gonna have a hot night. Yeah, <laughs> definitely a hot night. All right. So today we've been talking with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce. Nancy, thanks so much for sharing all your advice, those amazing stories, and all the things that you do to help couples stay connected. Um, why don't you take a couple of minutes and tell our audience and everybody listening how they can reach out to you? Well, my professional website is Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce or DR. NSP is a Nancy Sutton Pierce. So just drnsp.com. And you can find out uh, my retreats, my classes I'm teaching, where I'm teaching. I'm all over the world. I'll be teaching on a cruise ship in April for Desire. I've got some Tantra and yoga retreats I'm doing in Europe. I'll, just, I'll be in Naughty New Orleans in July. You going to be there? We're going to see you there for sure. All right. So I'm I'm doing things all over the all over the planet, and so people can find me. And I also see clients privately via Skype, and that's uh, it works out really well. We can see each other. We can I can read body language, facial expressions, and get to know what's really going on for you and help you navigate and negotiate your life. And to get, to get the information on your retreats, there's a separate website, right? Yes, the other, some of the other retreats are on the Exotic Lifestyle Club web, website. You can find, between the two sites, you'll find all the places that I'm going to be teaching and offering the retreats and, and experiences. And we know you do and love and do it really well, Facebook Live. What are some of your social media accounts? DR, Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce. Uh, if you type in that, my Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, all come up so you can you can find you can find me easily so those are those are probably the easiest ways just to type in dr nancy sutton pearson beautiful nancy thanks so much for being here before uh we say goodbye to everybody and thank you for your time it is and is always a pleasure having you on our show and we look forward to seeing you at naughty in july july 25th to 30th Thank you both. It's such an honor. I'm so excited for you and what you're building and the future for you. Oh, my goodness. So uh, it's, uh, it's thrilling to be a part of your journey. You know, you and Mark and all our good friends are all part of this village that we're putting together to help people uh, learn about sex and sexuality and sex education and all the things they need to do to spice up their sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. So... We're learning, (laughs) we love that line. So we're learning more and more every week from all our fantastic sexpert guests like Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce. And we hope you do too. And remember, great sex matters. And you deserve it. 
We encourage every couple to make a point of learning about sex and sexuality and all the different ways to spice up your sex life. To find out more, go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, radio show guest page, and see all our amazing sexperts. Click on their link and contact them if you need more advice. Well, that's it for our show today. A special thanks to our guest, Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce, and to you for listening. Remember to sign up on sdc.com for one month free using promo code 30314. And we have some amazing events and trips coming up. We're going to be joining SDC's Erotic Escapade to the magnificent island of Crete, April 28th to May 3rd. Then we're going to be sailing on the Crystal Symphony cruise ship up to Alaska with Luxury Lifestyle Vacations for their Alaska Splendor Lifestyle Cruise, June 17th to 24th. And in July, we'll be with SDC again at Cap Dag, the Naked City, from July 2 till 10. Join us on this amazing lifestyle experience. And then, as we mentioned earlier, and Nancy's going to be there too... As reigning queen and king of Nadia New Orleans, we're going to be in New Orleans, July 25th to 30th, taking over Bourbon Street. And for more information about these trips or anything else, visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com, or send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com. Join us again next time for a very special show on The Sexy Lifestyle, where we're going to be chatting with E from Pure Orgasmic Love, who's just launched a new 12-week course for men focusing on nutrition, movement, stress reduction, connection, and better erections. So much more interesting stuff. We are Carol and David reminding you to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Stay sexy, everybody. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. 